One of the best things about Christmas is family, family coming together. And one of the best things about that are the stories. Sometimes you tell the same stories year after year after year, those embarrassing stories and the ones that everybody groans. But it, it's something about those stories that remind you who you are, that remind you where you're connected, where you belong. And so this morning, I want to share our story. Ours. We're family. Your story and my story. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Your story started in love, in the creative love of God that set suns and moons and planets whirling through space, in the love that breathed life into us and set our hearts beating, in the love that sought us out in the cool of the day to walk with the beloved. We read in Jeremiah 31, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's a love beyond time and space and any boundaries that we know and understand. It is a love that is all-encompassing. And your story starts with that love. Your story starts with a love that created you in its image. God said, let us make man in our image, and male and female, he created them. He breathed life into us. He set our hearts beating, and when he looked at us, he said, it is very good. That creative love of God is where we come from. And while he held this blue orb of earth in his hands. He crafted us to live in communion with him, to live in communion with love. And for some reason, and it's a question we've all asked, for some reason, being made in his image gave us choice. And we've all wondered about it. But that's part of being made in his image. We were endowed with choice. And when given the choice to choose love, we chose a lie. We chose the lie that said, did God really say that? We chose a lie that says, God is not true and not enough and that we will do more and be more and have more if we do it for ourselves. We chose the lie and warped the very texture of the universe. All that we had known and loved, the life that we had been created for, was unavailable to us as it had been. As the image bearers of God, we were endowed with choice, and we chose the lie. Yet love came looking for us. Love came calling for us. Love sought us out in that. Love said, where are you? Love said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that? 
We chose the lie and love came after us. Love gave us the opportunity to choose love and we did not. And we hid and we covered ourselves and we blamed each other. Even in the reckoning of the choice, love made a promise. Love made a promise to us that the deceiver who presented the lie would be defeated. Love promised that the deceiver would be defeated and that we would be restored. We had to leave the place that we had known. We had to leave the life we were created for. And we left covered in the skin of an animal. Some other creature had to die to cover our nakedness. But he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love. We left the life that we'd been created for, and yet we told our story to each other, generation after generation, each generation again being offered the choice, love or the lie, and over and over and over we chose lies. All of them variations of the first one. All of them variations of the lie that said, did God really say that? You really need to do this. The lie that said we would be more and do more and have more if we did it on our own. I have loved you with an everlasting love, he said. Through all those generations, as we, as we told our story over and over, time after time, through all those generations, there were men and women whose hearts were attuned to love. Men and women who heard him, who heard and believed. And we tell their stories today. Their stories are part of our story. Abraham, Moses, Rahab, David, Ruth. Jeremiah, Isaiah, men and women who heard and believed. Through them, he led us out of slavery, through the desert, to the place of promise. Through them, he spoke to us when we wandered so far away, it was as though we had forgotten who we were. Love would speak, and love would call, and love would seek us out. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Love created a life for us, a lifestyle, if you will, that was very different from the people who lived around us. And in that, he showed us how to be in relationship with each other, how to speak to each other, how to speak of each other, how to worship he spoke through these people of justice and mercy and how to take care of the poor and the displaced. And yet again and again, we would choose the lie. We wanted what our neighbors had. We wanted to live like they lived. We did not want to live in this peculiar way that love had laid out for us. And so we chose the lie. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Even when we followed their ways, followed their gods, lost the providence that he had given us, 
love would call us and love would seek us and love would find us. And still we told our story over and over, generation to generation to generation. We remembered the promise. We longed for the time when we would be set right, when the universe would be set right, when creation would be set right. We remembered the promise because he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Scripture calls it in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time when his people were oppressed by an occupying force, when the longing had gone on for generation after generation. In the fullness of time, God the creator, God the savior, God the spirit spoke and sent a messenger to a young girl, a young girl who listened, a young girl who said, yes, may it be unto me. And the young man who loved her, who was probably heartbroken at betrayal, he listened to the message in the dream, listened as the angel said to take this woman. And he said yes. Love that set planets whirling and suns blazing. Love that created flesh and bones and tendons and blood. Stepped away from power and position. Stepped away from his own completeness to become constrained as the very thing he had created. Because love seeks us out. Love calls for us. We use the word incarnate, God incarnate, when the divine takes on flesh. Feel your fingers, rub your thumb across the tip of your, your fingers. You can sense that, you can feel that. God became, took on the flesh that he had created because he loves us. He moved to set us right, to set creation right, to repair the rift that had warped the universe when we chose the lie. In the fullness of time, God became flesh to dwell among us, to redeem us from the lie, to invite us back into communion with him, to show us the way into communion with him, to become the way of communion with him. Because he said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. We just read the writer of Hebrews who said, therefore, you did not want sacrifice and offering, but you prepared a body for me. You prepared a body for me. You did not delight in whole burnt offerings and sin offerings. And he said, see, I have come to do your will, O God. Love seeks us out. Love calls for us. Love comes for us. Luke writes in his gospel that Jesus, that Emmanuel, God with us, was born in the humblest of places, was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. And the angels, those messengers of God, delivered the fulfillment of the promise to shepherds, to the most humblest of people, to shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. 
the angel said to the shepherds, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. A sign. This will be a sign for you. The distance from Bethlehem to Jerusalem, as the crow flies, so through the hills, is about six miles. I wonder if some of those shepherds were temple shepherds. Jewish tradition tells us that when a shepherd was delivering a firstborn lamb that was perfect, without blemish, the shepherd would wrap its legs and wrap it in swaddling clothes to protect it from injury, from being marred, and would settle it into a feed trough before taking it to the priest for sacrifice. This is a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes because love comes for us. Love seeks us out. Love calls us. Love that stepped away from power and position from his own completeness to be as one of us. Love that brought forgiveness from the temple, which was the only place you could go for forgiveness. Love brought forgiveness into the streets, into the homes. Love that calls us to forgive. Love that calls us to walk in justice and mercy. Love showed us how to do that, and love absorbed our sin, our choice of the lie. I have loved you with an everlasting love. You know, it's interesting. The lie still makes sense to us today. We hear it and we believe it. The lie that says, did God really say that? This is really what you need. And the deceiver crafts the lie in such a way that it touches the tenderest parts of our heart, the most wounded parts of our hearts that need the touch of love the most desperately. But we hear the lie and we believe the lie and God has sent Jesus. Love calls for us today. Jesus has come for you today because we still believe the lie. I don't know what part of your heart needs to experience the love of God this morning, but that's my invitation to you that on this Advent Sunday, before we start the celebration tomorrow, that you will experience the love of God the love that created you for communion with him, the love that asks, where are you? That's a question for you today. Where are you? Where's your heart? Where have you believed the lie that said God's not enough? Where have you believed the lie that said you're unlovely, that you are not forgivable? that you need something other than love. I am confident there is a place in your heart that needs to hear that today. That you have believed that lie in some space. 
and the Creator has said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I seek you out and I call for you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. We have the opportunity this morning to come to the Lord's table.